1: Gents, back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 36, baby, what it do?
2: Welcome back. Here we go.
1: Back,
3: day early. <laughs>
1: A day, day early, early. for
2: you guys. Yeah, you know, everybody else is pushing things back, and we're moving things up. <laughs> <laughs> we're steaming. Waiver Wire, Thursday. Yeah. Football, Tuesday. BFB, Wednesday. Wednesday. Hey, just coming <laughs> at you right in the middle
1: of the week, man. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's It does kind of suck not having football in the background. I do, I do like that part about Thursdays, but it's not like we usually start before fucking nine
2: anyway. Yeah, true. And maybe it'll help our focus. Yeah your focus yeah <laughs> well yeah well we should we should mention that we're doing it uh a day early we had to get it in this week because next week unfortunately we can't record
1: no no i'm uh, gone going on a little vacation a little road trip with megs and mila the new motorhome no not taking the motorhome no just taking the truck yeah oh okay yeah don't want to get stuck in some fucking winter storm or something in that yeah room. that's a good call yeah Plus, i've already winterized it so mm. she's parked baby
2: planned always a planner Uh, just grinding (laughs) man always working right never not working yeah that's true that's true uh
1: no taking the tacoma we're gonna go to vancouver island it's gonna be nice that's gonna be real nice how long uh leave saturday come back the following saturday
2: oh perfect yeah perfect sweet Yeah. yeah well okay should we jump in jump into it episode 36 of the bfb i went with episode jerome bettis Jerome Betts, that's a good one. The bus. The original bus. The original bus, not mini bus. No, not mini bus. Do you know... uh, Actually, maybe a skill test in question. Do you know who he was originally drafted by? Because it wasn't Pittsburgh. I do not. It was the St. Louis Rams. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Two terrible seasons there. He really didn't do anything and went to Pittsburgh kind of as an afterthought. I don't know if it was trade or free agency, but anyways, obviously... Story writes itself. <laughs> and we know what happened in Pit, but yeah, not a lot for thirty six after no, that. No. Uh, Jerome Bettis was clearly number one. Close second was Brian Westbrook. All right, a all right. Swiss Army knife, and the rest a bunch of DBs. So uh, Benny Blades, who played his entire career for the Lions, he was actually a Miami Hurricane, and I included him because he was part of the uh, the fifth fifth floor crew or the seventh floor crew with Greg the third leg. I oh. uh, listened to his rap last year.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: Leroy Butler played for Green Bay. DB, Terry McDaniel, uh, spent his time in with the Raiders, both in LA and Oakland. Bill Thompson, a bit of an older player. Lawyer Malloy, who famously played for New England and Buffalo, finishing out his career in Atlanta and Seattle. DJ Swearinger, and then uh, a guy you might want to look up on YouTube... Uh, db merton hanks and don't look up his his highlights look up his celebrations after his highlights oh my god he does this like it looks like a chicken rooster dance like his neck just starts bobbling and he starts walking around oh it's so fucking funny merton hanks number 36 all right who'd you come up with oh yeah you know what
1: I I counter I put that section Almost included With United by Unis You know It's
2: kind of uh... Yeah I I guess I don't know I wouldn't mind participation (laughs) I wouldn't turn it away
1: (laughs) Oh we got a good thing going Even if it's a different Even if
2: it's a different sport I don't care If you came in and said uh, You know UC Yokoden Johnny Schmeller Cougar (laughs) Collision Flyers Oh I could have said Johnny (laughs) That would have been nice Yeah that that 36 jersey for the Flyers is by far the most disgusting one on the team.
1: It's toxic. Uh, he should wear a hazmat suit when he puts oh, that thing on.
2: So gross. Like, there's brown stains on the numbers. Oh. And they've been on there since early. And they, they ain't coming off. I don't think that jersey's ever been washed. No. Good no. question. That was actually... what When we moved from the Misfit Unis to the Flyer Unis, that was the best part. Because the Misfit Ones... Had a white, white uh, shoulders and white collar. And you could just tell which guys washed and which ones (laughs) didn't. They had the brown, dirty collar. Oh. They were, uh, you know what? The Misfits weren't bad unis though. I like the Misfit unis. Yeah. Big Michigan M. We should reinvent them. We do a third. (laughs) We talk about a third for two, three seasons. (laughs) We the guy you guys wanted to put an actual cougar with wings, <laughs> a flying cougar. Yeah, which would have been sick.
1: I don't know. The cougar head design.
2: Was, yeah, the one was you have at nice. the farm. Yeah, the the gate one. That, yeah, yeah. Big time, big time. Okay, who's paying for this podcast tonight?
1: Well, we got a new addition too. We got an intern on the pod. And uh, our boy, Teddy, yeah. need a little help behind the scenes. So I got a little guy, and he goes by the name of Boss Springsteen. <laughs> or Bong Springsteen. Bong Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bong Springsteen. <laughs> and uh, I got him from our sponsor, which is Joy Joyho's Convenience Store, 118th yeah. Avenue, 35th Street. Whatever you need. Whatever you need, you can get uh select few groceries cold drinks cigarettes <laughs> playboy magazines uh knockoff uh supreme hats um hats with weed leaves on them bongs, paraphernalia
2: you can get pretty much everything there yeah but I you can s- al- you can only really go between the hours of uh 10 10- 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, any time after that, you don't want to be near that. No, place. Oh, you're
1: better off going
2: in the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, joy hose. Thank you. Well, uh, great timing because much like last week, I think we need to jump into uh, bong rips for blank and ship. <laughs> As you just finished one, uh, so something you need to know about our boy Rodrigo, his nickname is actually Hot Rod. when he was in college he wore number 98 for the georgia bulldogs and in the 2018 rose bowl blankenship made a record long 55 yard field goal that proved pivotal in shifting the momentum away from oklahoma leading eventually to georgia's 54 48 overtime victory
1: hmm
2: rodrigo been doing it for years yeah howdy, (laughs) boy (laughs) randy bo bandy Oh shit! Okay, text and answer.
1: Little thin today. Little thin.
2: <laughs> Little thin. <laughs> that's okay. Sometimes it runs long. Yeah, that's true. Guys are probably thinking tonight about their their waiver wire transactions and their fab totally more than uh, questions for the boys. But we did get a few, um, and we'll start with uh, one from a a, lo- a new loyal listener. He's been listening uh, almost religiously lately, and it's Clickbait Clark. He wrote in and he said, "Which team should sign Lev Bell?" And was that one of the worst free agent contracts ever doled out? 28 mil for four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's bad. But, I mean, you know what? I don't think it's Le'Veon's fault. I think it's the whole fucking team's fault.
2: Adam Gase. Perfect, perfect storm of everything. Lev Bell getting hurt. Adam Gase being the coach. The play calling. The struggles. The old line. There's a... He's in tough over there. But he's out he's out now and I think it was him earlier this year that was tweeting at Jamal uh, Adams after he got his trade to Seattle from the Jets so it was just mm. like congratulations man <laughs> yeah you, like, you made it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> jealous yeah so begs the question Clark said it where do you which team do you think should sign him Not not which ones are being named but which one do you think should should sign him I don't know, man.
1: I honestly think the Giants should sign him or the Patriots, somebody like that. I think the Giants should sign him because then you would have like a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb situation.
2: Yeah. If it were 2000 and (laughs) fucking 12. Wow.
1: Lev Bell would still be a good (laughs) accent to Barkley.
2: Yeah. When Barkley gets back. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant with Devonta Freeman. No. Oh, no. My mistake. (laughs) <laughs> but when when Barkley is back, say
1: he signs, like he's probably not just gonna sign for the rest of the year, if he were to sign somewhere like the Giants.
2: Yeah, I mean he could do yeah, he could go long term. There's no need for him to do it. No. Basically the the Jets are paying him six mil not to play for them this year. So he doesn't even need to sign a huge deal with the team. He could look for a contender yeah. and jump onto it. I it's weird that you said the Patriots. That's my sneaky suspicion. Yeah. He'll go to New England, sign for a low veteran minimum. Who knows? He doesn't need money. Play alongside Cam. Totally. Underbelly, like that. That would. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Where he? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I would say probably a New England. Where he might go, the places I've heard are are all over the place. Really, Chicago's been bantered mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, I even heard the Chiefs. Yeah, I heard that the Chiefs. They too. might be interested. Um, an intriguing one that I've heard that might work is Arizona hmm. with Kingsbury. Yeah, because like, I mean, um, Drake ain't doing Drake much. ain't doing it. No, and Chase Edmonds is is a nice little uh, like a third down Compliment. Cha- yeah, change he's not, he's change not of a a pace back right? downhill runner. No, you can't play him every down. No. But you know. And then I think a big thing that comes into it is the uh, the coaching staff, the GM. They need to look at how their team is al- already built, because Lev Bell doesn't run like most runners. He's more of the patient type, wait and see, mm-hmm. hang behind the line, and then pop out kind of runner. Yeah, he's so got you, good patience. Yeah, if you're not built for that, and if that's not your coach's ideology, like if if he's into a zone scheme or you know something like that, that that ain't gonna work. No. So you it it's, it's got to be. Like we talk about, a nice matchup of opportunity meeting talent. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going it's to be interesting. Curious,
1: curious to see. It sucks. I got him on my fucking bench.
2: But. Yeah, it puts him out of commission for now. But in the long run, it, you might actually pay dividends wherever he lands.
1: Wow. That's a huge maybe.
2: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if if Bell plays it smart and he doesn't ask for a lot of money, I think the suitors will be there. If he's greedy... Which he doesn't need to be, as Clark said, twenty-eight million mm-hmm. for True. his time with the Jets. But if he is greedy, then it eliminates a lot of people. And running back is a position where you could pay low to get high value. Totally. There's always running backs out there. Right? Yeah. So hmm. Yeah. Thanks for the question though, Clark. Sweet. Second question comes in from Robbie in the QMP. And this is a fantasy based question. He said with the wire being so thin this year due to injuries, do you see trades as a more viable option?
1: It's tough to find dance partners, man. And I have uh, known from first-hand experience how <laughs> trades do not always work in <laughs> your favor, all right? But
2: it hasn't stopped you from keeping on trying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't mind making trades, but that's the thing is you're never usually trading stars you know so like is it making your team better like yeah maybe but
2: it's tough to make your team better during the year yeah it is tricky i mean you you have to have somebody that has something that a interests you and then b meets the value of what you're giving up right Mm -hmm. is the grass always greener on the other side no and like I mean, not, not always, right? But uh, I think, like, historically, like, especially with years I played fantasy, trades are few and far between. They don't happen often. They don't. And usually when they do, it's involving a draft pick, if your league allows that. Mm-hmm. Because you get the value, like, you're more comfortable with a move, let's say, if you're getting a draft pick in return that's of higher value. You know, Totally. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If you ask Johnny, there's always gems to be found on the wire. Or as, <laughs> as Andy said, you just gotta search for them. They're there. So, is the waiver <laughs> actually that that bare? Who knows?
1: I don't know. Who I knows? think it's I th- it's pretty bare, but I mean, you can still get guys, I guess, because there's only so much roster space. True. You yeah. know. So, but it is few and far between
2: true yeah that's totally it basically you need to find an owner i think trades happen when an owner is either unhappy with how his team is doing fantasy wise or unhappy with a certain player and that's when their values low that's when you can swoop in when
1: they spurn them
2: exactly like for instance like three weeks ago if you were to like talk to joe mixon owners Mm -hmm. they would have been like yeah fuck this guy i'm so tired of his bullshit like let's move along i'm ready to move on and then boom, he goes out has that monster week, forty points. You ain't getting him now. You <laughs> yeah. know? So, it's, it's also like knowing when to buy and when to make those uh, those uh, you know yeah. trade offers yeah. and the, the, see what happens.
1: The propositions, because you're right, you know, it happens, man. Guys will stink for the first five weeks of the year. Yeah, and then pop off. Yeah. week it's, seven, right after you traded them.
2: Exactly, and that's exactly <laughs> Joe Mixon started that this year, and he did the exact same thing last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah. All well, right.
1: You got a new listener. Mm. Um, he writes in and uh, <clears throat> says, "Hey boys, this is Beverly's man on the front lines, Charles Charleston." <laughs> COVID Commander, Beverly Rundle District. (laughs) My good buddy Ben Benson (laughs) turned me on to the BFB. He's such a good guy. I've been keeping a close eye on the neighborhood lately. Being the COVID Commander for Beverly Rundle is no easy gig. I got to make sure guys like Marty were adhering to his quarantine orders. It's exhausting and it's not easy, but it's honest work. (laughs) Speaking of COVID, I just wanted to get your boys' opinion on Cam Newton coming back so shortly after a positive test result. I mean, what, 10 days, I think? Yeah. You know, that would not get by on Charles's watch. <laughs> Thanks for the pod, boys. And remember, wear your mask. Charles Charleston, COVID <laughs> Commander, Beverly
2: Randolph. <Red-Luffin>. Charlie! <laughs> Charlie boy! <laughs> But yeah, it is a quick turnaround it's for old Cam, right? It's very quick. <laughs> but is he actually playing in the game or is he just practicing with the team? I guess if he's around the team, it doesn't matter. He's What's the different, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Fuck. He's the one touching all the footballs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hand on the center's gooch. Yeah, so, it's close contact.
1: It's very. But I don't know. I mean, fuck, if he's
2: tested negative, let the boy play. True. Yeah. Exactly. If he's passing the tests, and yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, yeah, good for the Patriots. They're fucking it up for everybody else. Okay? Yeah, that little bye week worked out for them, or that little push, or whatever they whatever they call it. And that's the other thing too, like with these bye weeks. I, I think there is a concern. I don't know if the NFL and the NFLPA have talked, but there is a concern because, like, you take Denver for instance; they practiced during like what would have been their bye week normally in a bye week you're doing no practicing but in this case their game gets pushed back but they had been practicing all the way up to that point so Mm -hmm. as players could you file a grievance and say whoa like we were mandated to get a week off on our bye we actually practiced for three days and then we got our bye that's bullshit like i wonder what the repercussions would be or if there was already something in place Hmm. have to take it up with the N F L P A. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hard hitting journalism.
2: <laughs> okay, well that's crazy you got a new listener because I got a new listener that texted me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And he was a chipper feller, let me tell you, when he when he wrote in. Wow. What a super duper week in the league, fellas. Lots of exciting games and plays that I just can't stop thinking about or even talking about around the water cooler at work. Like seeing that smooth swing of Kaimi Fairbairns when he connected on that beautiful 36-yard field goal to open the scoring in the Houston-Jacksonville game. Oh, or how about steady Chris Boswell making all his extra point attempts in the Steelers' win over Philly? Chase Claypool is getting all the attention, but not for me. And how about Randy Bullock making that fourth quarter 38-yarder against the Ravens as if they would get shut out on his watch. So, I'm wondering, what was your favorite kick, field goal or PAT, of this past week? <laughs> Martine Gramatica, former Bucks kicker and current member of the Fun Police. <laughs> oh, so, Gordon, we love football. What was your favorite kicking highlight of this week? Probably the doink. Oh, the doink! Yeah, that was a pretty big one, <laughs> right? Yeah, helped you out.
1: Yeah, badgley Money Badger,
2: <laughs> Money Badley. <laughs> Poor guy, man.
1: Oh, that's a rough one. And and you know what? Herbert had a great game too.
2: Yeah, but as if we're texting and you're you're what like a point and a half behind. I <laughs> was Banks. so
1: slim, yeah, man. And you're like, tough. I need
2: this game to go to overtime and on cue.
1: <laughs> yeah man it's like i willed it into existence <laughs> yeah
3: speak
2: it, baby oh shit yeah that—that oh, that's probably the biggest biggest kick of the week for sure that, yeah i would say that's the, the biggest, biggest highlight kicking the kick that wasn't
1: is it a controversy kicking controversy Are they having controversy in, who knows but if LA? it is
2: i'll be riveted i'll be on the edge of my seat i love kickers <laughs> what was his name again who the guy who wrote in oh martin grammatica <laughs> team grammatica martin yeah he's he used to be the bucks kicker and uh he actually uh, uh blew out his knee celebrating a field goal that he made uh one year jumping up into the air and when he landed he blew out his knee and his Never career was again. derailed since um, Idiot. yeah but he was pumped on field goals he's, he's a big field goal guy um <laughs> yeah he was a kicker <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like who isn't oh, um man. i uh, you know Great week for kickers, you know. You look at uh, uh, Sanders in Miami. Oh, he was he was great, and yeah. Graham Gano in a losing effort for your Giants. I know he perfect four for four. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who my kicker is. Jake Myers. You don't you don't follow kicking highlights all week? It's weird. You should. They're the best part of football.
1: Being a kicker in the NFL would be sick, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you, you, it, they, they have fucking ice in their veins, and when they suck, they don't play, man.
2: You cannot... When they suck, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Just they, play They get cut. They're done. Yeah, yeah. they're, not, they're not, not playing. They just no. lose their job. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Do you have any other questions, Hunch? Nothing on this end, buddy. Nothing on this end. Well, yeah, I, I actually, um. I got uh, I got one left, and we were a little bit, as we said, we were a little bit light this week, in uh, in the question department. So, in light of that, um, I'm gonna kind of leave you with this. It's a kind of like a like a choose your own adventure huncho, okay? <laughs> so you let, you let me know what you want to answer here.
4: <laughs> We've all heard the expression "clothes make the man." Is it really true? Did you have a favorite book as a child? Do you have a favorite method of falling asleep? Is there anything more precious than the gift of sight? Who can explain the mystery of music? We make our own luck. Can a home ever be truly safe? (laughs) Have you checked the back sections of newspapers and magazines lately? What is the secret of the green thumb? What mysteries lie within the frame of a portrait? How many dramas have taken place in these tight little boxes? How do you describe terror? Have you ever noticed the curious things one sees discarded by the roadside? Who knows why certain people say certain things? Have you ever experienced a sleepwalking episode? Is there a more important (laughs) job than that of a teacher? Is there a more annoying (laughs) sound than the screech of chalk against chalkboard? (laughs) 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 Oh my god.
2: to answer any <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god is there anything more important than being a teacher <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh fuck and that was texting and answer <laughs> oh my god okay well pass around the NFL pass it around boys what are we leading off with? There's some big stories this week. Huge
1: ones. There is lots. There was lots of action. Um, Monday, watching the game. Watching the Seattle mini game. Yeah. And DK Metcalf catches that ball in the end zone <laughs> like a grown man. Yeah. And Graham looks at me says, What's that linebacker doing playing receiver? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like damn. I'm like, he's a he's a wide receiver. Yeah. Out, I was
2: like, no fucking way. He's huge. Man. He's massive. He's massive. He's he's, he's a huge. freak. What was uh what did uh what's his face? Um Jamal Adams came out and his quote was DK is the new era megatron. Yeah. I'm not arguing with anybody. <laughs> and it's true, man. The guy is. is massive. He wins all of his, all almost all of his contested catches. Down the field. And then all he has to do, really, is just work on holding on to the ball until he crosses the goal line. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Like, it really. Like, the guy's no. been unreal.
1: He's, uh yeah, he's a he's a freak of nature.
2: It's crazy that he fell so far in his draft year. So when he came out, I think they got him in the second or the th- late second or the third round. But eight wide receivers in 2019 were drafted before DK. Marquise Brown, Nikhil Harry, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown... JJ Arciaga Whiteside, Nicole Hardman, Paris Campbell, and Andy Isabella. Hmm. Which is nuts. Like, you don't think uh, Eagles fans are looking and going, we got Arciaga Whiteside, <laughs> and we could have had DK Metcalf? you kidding me? Is Arciaga Whiteside Latino? Is that yes, Arcega. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh. yeah. But, you know, and it, the thing is, like, he came into the, the combine, like, highly touted, from Ole Miss, big player, and he, the one area that he kind of struggled in was the three-cone drill. So then all all the narrative turned into, oh, he can't run routes. Yeah. He has a limited route tree. He can run two routes, down the field and then a post. And, like... That was the furthest thing from true. Like, sometimes I feel like scouts just get in their own way. Like, mm-hmm. you look at this guy. Look at how huge he is. Like, there's that famous photo when he was old at Ole Miss standing next to A.J. Brown. Yeah. And A.J. Brown is huge. Like, he is He's jack. massive. He looks like a toddler next yeah. to DK. It's crazy. When
1: DK went, went in and met, um, fuck, Seattle's coach, your buddy, Pete? Pete, yeah, and Just he had no
3: shirt on. Yeah, and then Pete took his shirt <laughs> yeah. off.
2: Pete, Pete, uh, does Pete have a sponsorship with extra gum or he must? And, or something and like new that? Balance. Oh yeah, he does. At Ole Miss, actually, DK. At one point, this was the Ole Miss's offense: DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Van Jefferson. Dawson Knox, and then at running back was Jordan Wilkins, who's back up in mm. Indianapolis. You know how many games that team won that year? Six. Really? Yeah, they had a terrible year. How? Huh. Team was stacked. Well, old Dawson Knox. <laughs> oh, Dawson Knox. We found your origins, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never knew where that guy came from. It's crazy.
1: Um, I mean, the good thing about DK, though, is if he ever... Uh, if you ever... Doesn't make it in the NFL game. He can get in on the rap game.
2: Oh shit! Because he's
1: he's a rap guy now. Oh, I started following him on Instagram. <laughs> and he's plug in, shady, single, featuring DK. <laughs>
2: Shady. for some money I bet you betrayed me don't understand why you would hate me I thank God dead that he made me but he ain't talk back to me lately and all of these bitches amaze
4: me I don't know why they did not could play me I don't save ho so that made me i
3: I don't know which yeah, one yeah, DK
4: yeah.
3: but it's not bad
4: damn
2: damn oh. damn that's hard that is so hard DK hit <laughs> it man Shit. DK, talented guy. In the last 25 years in the NFL, only two players have posted uh, 1,350 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, and an average of 17-plus yards per reception in their first 21 games. Randy Moss and DK Metcalf. Really? Yeah. The the guy's a freak, and he's only getting better. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, he's good, man. Uh... And Russ is getting it's Russ is on fire this year too, and they're letting him throw the ball, Mister Unlimited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking Sierra's boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy. A uh, bit of sad news this week uh, in the NFL uh, as Dak Prescott uh, had a gruesome um, injury: compound fracture and dislocation of his ankle. Couldn't watch it. No, no, I turned away. That was that was hard to watch, uh, especially when you consider that he's one of the NFL's good guys. He was on pace to become the first quarterback to throw for over 2,000 in his first game. When he got hurt, he actually had 1,856 yards passing. He was so close. Um, I think it spoke volumes of how he's thought of not only in his own locker room and on his own team, but in the rest of the league when you saw the outpouring of tweets that came out and well wishes by the rest of the league. And then when you see Mike McCarthy come out onto the field and then Jason Garrett leave the Giants' sidelines... To be by it his side, yeah. Totally. Uh, that that spoke volumes. That that was uh, touching, to be honest. Um, and then you consider the fact that he's playing on his franchise tag, uh, thirty one million for thirty one point four mil for one year. Uh, he's never complained once to the media or anything about not getting a long term. And all the while, he's watched his teammates Zeke Elliott, Jalen Smith, Amari Cooper, and Demarcus Lawrence get commitments and get totally. paid. Um, reassuringly though Jerry Jones came out and he said there's no doubt uh, he would return uh, in I quote to the position of leadership and purpose that he brings our team Um, and I think that the thing to remember with Dax as he works his way through this injury uh, he's no stranger to adversity in April he lost his brother to suicide uh, and then he was very vocal uh, weeks ago (coughs) about his own struggles with depression so uh, if there's a if there's a guy that's built for it that uh, that can get through it I think it's Dak oh yeah you know? I th- and you know what I think he's going to come back strong he is yeah and it's nice to get that reassurance from your owner especially when you're it's kind of in limbo mm-hmm. um, going into the season and then watching everybody else get paid so yeah prayers up for Dak hopefully he's better soon
1: Jay from Bon June wasn't happy
2: no, no. neither was Matt in Beverly <laughs> <laughs> no you weren't <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was mad he was crying on Sunday. Oh, like, fuck
3: off. I was not crying. <laughs> fuck off.
2: Whining. Fuck off, Nigel. Not whining. Uh, I didn't yeah. even fucking bring it up. I heard a little bit of whining, but... Hey, if somebody brings up a topic to you and wants to talk to you about a topic and you respond to that topic with facts and opinions, <laughs> it's not it's not called whining, you know? He just saw an opportunity to pile on. Go for it. Sweet. Good for you. Enjoy your. Kickers. Trying to get, trying to get in your head. Trying to get in your head. Do you play him this week? No, no I play played him last week. week. I yeah. gave him his first win. You're welcome. One and four. All right, <laughs> let's move along. I want to keep this positive. Don't want to talk about Nige and Kellen and <laughs> Andrew and <all> Fox. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh okay. man. Lev Bell. We touched a bit on a Q and A. He's been released. Obviously, we know this. <laughs> He leaves uh fifteen million in dead cap uh on the Jets roster in two thousand twenty and another four million in two thousand twenty-one on their on their uh salary cap. He earned twenty-eight game twenty-eight million for eighteen games played. Uh and with the Steelers, in his time with the Steelers he made sixteen million. That was four years. Um and he played for the Jets for just over a year and made twenty-eight. That's friggin' wild. wild. Yeah, I get it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I got get that bread uh, in in just over a season did not look like himself or at least the guy that was in Pittsburgh his best game was 129 yards uh, he he got 129 yards from scrimmage he averaged 129 yards in Pittsburgh like that's you know he had zero 20-yard rushes in his last 270 attempts which is the fifth longest streak by a running back in the last 10 years He had a 4.1 yards per touch average, second fewest among players with 200 touches. Um, And with the Steelers, he had 1,800-yard rush games. With the Jets, he had zero. Fuck. Just wild. You know? Hmm. It is what it is, I guess, right? Pittsburgh's
1: a factory, man. Of offense, (laughs) yeah. They're a good team.
2: They always are. They're, I know, and it comes because of their coach. They've always had a good coach, yeah. And they don't have coaching turnover. They went, they went Bill Cower right to Mike Tomlin.
1: I know. Right. They've into only it. had like three coaches. Ever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 It's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, but yeah, factor they're a factory when it comes to wide receivers, totally. running backs. All yeah, great stuff.
1: great scouting staff. It's just uh, it's an organization when Bell was holding out. I was talking to Scotty about it. He's a Steelers guy. Yeah. And he's like, man, he's like, the Steelers aren't that organization that just
2: like bends to people. Never. People bend to them. They never do. And when when a player demands more, boom, cut him, trade him, (laughs) move along. We will replace you internally. It happened to Mike Wallace, you know, happened (laughs) to Le'Veon Bell. All these guys wanted more. Uh, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. you know sorry
3: you know
2: you, you know they never do they never can, they are true to their to their creed you know what i mean like they have mm-hmm. a mission statement and they follow it like any good company. whatever
1: whatever happened to martavis bryant
2: i thought he went to uh oakland then oakland now la las, las vegas yeah i don't think he's there uh, anymore though. i think he ran into a bit of legal trouble <laughs> probably <laughs> me thinks. um but you know what? Maybe this is all part of uh, Adam Gase's master plan because.
1: <laughs> well, he's. I don't know. I don't know about Adam
2: Gase. Dude, I think he sees potential. I think he sees potential and opportunity in a rising star on his backfield, a young 37 year old named Frank Gore.
3: What is dead
4: may never die. What is dead may never die. <laughs>
1: So, Adam Gase was quoted, at the end of the day, we haven't really done a whole bunch to impress too many people right now. Okay, fair enough. Fact. (laughs) We've got a lot of things we've got to get corrected. We've got a lot of things we've got to get better at. We've got to coach better. We've got to play better. And that's really the entire team. Nice. And we're going to do
2: it with Joe Flacco.
1: Well, no fucking shit, Adam Gase. Okay, yes. Two things you have to do to win games is coach
2: better and play better. Oh, yeah. (coughs) Fuck. That just, honestly, that quote just sounds like a guy that knows his expiry date is fast approaching. And he's just grasping at anything. It's coming up. Fuck. You know, he's seen seen it happen in, uh, where the... was that firing last week. Oh, Houston. Atlanta.
1: Oh yeah. Watching Houston get rid of uh BOB who ha- who was I mean on paper a way better coach.
2: Way better coach, terrible GM. But terrible way GM, coach. way yeah. better coach. Yeah, and then recently we saw this week the Atlanta Falcons do the same. They cleaned house. They got rid of Dan Quinn mm-hmm. and their GM Thomas Dimitrov. So that you got to think <laughs> that the bell is ticking. And it's close. Totally, it's close. It's uh, so I don't know. Maybe next stop. week. I'd
1: say stop the bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I think next week at this time we might be talking about Gase, Gase's tenure. Yeah, as Jets coach. So we'll see. Um, speaking of another coach, uh, that I don't know. May's I find this questionable. Let me let me know what you think, Hunch. Uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, after their recent Monday or Tuesday night win. <laughs> Over the uh, undefeated Buffalo Bills. Mike Vrabel gave every member of the Titans organization a game ball. That included players, coaches, practice squad, cleaning staff, cafeteria workers, and everyone else who worked in the building. They get a ball. A game ball. Do you agree with this? <laughs> Mike Vrabel's the reason why they got in this mess. Like He didn't enforce masks. His players weren't wearing the fucking tracking devices.
1: Like... And he's just, he's, is he personally giving them out to people? I'm uh,
2: sure he might do a tour. Who knows? <laughs> go see the, go see the gals and the guys in the cafeteria working, yeah, working in the kitchen.
1: I don't know. I think it's obscure. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a bit odd. I don't know. I just think like, dude, just be thankful that you not only won the game, but you all got to play the game and just totally. let's move along. You know, yeah. your team almost fucked tests. everything up. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wild. Um, Speaking of the Titans, you watched the Tuesday game, obviously. I did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, the celebration, I didn't mind the celebration by Tannehill when he scored that rushing touchdown, that little teardrop jump into the end zone. Yeah, I liked it. The landing was (laughs) a bit suspect, though. It was. Dude, I thought he fucking tore his own ACL on a celebration. Martine Gramatica.
1: (laughs) Martine Gramatica, the (laughs) pod writes itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, you can never get hurt selling. No. And you can't sell too early. Two things, two rules about selling.
2: That's right. Take it from Hunch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to sell. He scores sell-y all much. the time. He's sell- he knows how to sell. <laughs> <laughs> been there before. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: you do have to act like you've been there before. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Fuck.
3: <clears throat> you
1: got anything else? Or pass it? Well, the, just the Adam, long Adam Gase quote.
2: Okay, I got a couple things quick that we can touch on. Don't need to go too in-depth. Mike Thomas was recently suspended by his own team and fined $59,000 for conduct detrimental to the club following a reported fight in practice. Uh, I guess he punched uh, DB Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And then he got into it with Sean Payton Yeah, too. and that's, the punch wasn't the thing that got him suspended or uh, fined. It was how he handled it afterwards. Yeah. He got into it with Sean Payton. I guess, like, um, this is what the team released. The Saints suspended their star more because he talked back to the coaches and obstinately refused counsel (laughs) than for the fight itself with C.J. (laughs) Gardner-Johnson. Whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) He's being a prick. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't want to hear it. Um, And those Saints, actually, they're uh, in the middle of considering hosting their home games rather than in the Dome at uh, LSU, uh, their Tiger Stadium, which would allow them uh, limited capacity for fans. Because right now, the city of New Orleans is allowing zero.
3: But the city
2: of Baton Rouge, where LSU Stadium is, is allowing some. So they would come in at least to get some crowd noise, Hmm. you know. So and that was actually direct quote from a Saints official. So not a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. And it's outside. Yes, yeah, yeah. outdoor stadium. Yeah, for sure.
1: Ooh, Drew Breeze outside. <laughs> but Drew Breeze at home. Oh, Ooh. the devil
3: you know, <laughs> the devil you know. <laughs> uh
2: our boy Mapletron from BC Chase Claypool. Yeah. Four touchdowns. Had a day. Holy shit. Only rookie. Uh okay, he had finished today uh that game on Sunday with four touchdowns. The only rookie to score more touchdowns in a game is Gail Sayers. We talked about him a hmm. few weeks ago. Rest in peace. He scored six in a what? game. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Chase Claypool, he's just the sixth rookie in NFL history to record two receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in one game. Uh joining Kareem Hunt, Joey Galloway, Lynn Kane, Gail Sayers, mm-hmm. and Abner Haynes. Um, and then the best part I think was after the, uh, the game, he, he sent out a tweet and he photoshopped his face onto Tom Brady's body (laughs) showing the number four. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. I saw people doing it with LeBron after the Lakers. Yeah. Tom Brady did
1: it too. So LeBron and had it like on his own page. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) That's good. But yeah, nice to see a good Canadian boy doing well. Well, that's yeah. He's from BC. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that's right. Played at uh, Notre Dame. Oh, good for him. And then the last topic for Pass It before we uh, move along is Melvin Gordon. He got a Dewey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I have never ha- got, by the way. Most people probably think I have, but I have not. All right.
2: <laughs> you had to clarify.
1: Well, just making sure. <laughs> making sure people know i have not got a dewey man lots of people have had dewey
2: talked your way out of a couple i'm sure (laughs) no what What is it what is that on your uh on your on your console there (laughs) what's that white thing rolled up uh just a little bit it's just my car bag yeah (laughs) oh boys oh fuck um shit yeah (laughs) So he got a Dewey. He's currently on a two-year contract with the Broncos, $16 million. Um, he's the second Bronco in two years to get caught uh, on a DUI in downtown Denver. Um, it, you know, I just, and I think the context of everything needs to be brought up. He, uh, so he he's told the cops and then he immediately phoned John Elway after. But I guess at dinner, he had a few drinks with friends, a little bit of wine. Decided to drive home, Um, and then as soon as he got arrested, he called John Elway. That was his first call, Uh, and he uh, accepted responsibility and apologized for his actions. Hmm. But that doesn't do much for fantasy managers that need him this week. No. You gotta sit him out. Obviously, you gotta think either team suspension is coming, or a league, most likely, uh, is coming his way.
1: Yeah, fuck. Well, a DUI is... That's point zero eight wherever, you know. Like, it's an impaired is different, you know. So if you, you don't have a couple glasses of wine and blow point zero eight, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not that I know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. I like to hover around point zero seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right in the pocket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's a. Uh... But you
1: know what I mean, like. That's what I'm saying. So he while he obviously is probably not telling the truth about how much he drank if he actually got a DUI. Yeah. Right? Like
2: you know Jesus Christ, we talked about lawyer Malloy earlier in the episode. Now (laughs) we're talking to lawyer Ya Boy.
1: (laughs) Huncho Attorney at law. Yeah.
2: Know your rights. (laughs) Oh fuck.
0: Last night took a L I bounce back. that was real when I hit
1: bounce back. You ain't Oh baby. Oh baby. Oh baby. <laughs> the bounce back boy has I mean the grinder always has good intros, but the bounce back boy is a good consistent reliable. Intro. Reliable. Yeah. yeah. And I mean last week we had to mix it up a little bit.
2: hmm mm-hmm. That's right.
1: But you know what? organic ebbs and flows buddy yeah ebbs that's and right flows.
2: always adapting always you know? adapting
1: always changing for years
2: we were a one bong podcast and now look at us <laughs> look Flourishing. at us look at us hey, look at us, <laughs> look at us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh man
2: now we bring a bowl of ice down to the sessions
1: yes for yes, to that, replenish the glasses that that is a new addition <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyways bounce back boy Last week I missed. (laughs) As per usual. Yes. But it's... You know what? As we've said before, picking guys that are going to do good is fucking hard. And just like fantasy, it's hard.
2: Yeah, especially after they're coming off a down week. I know. You know? I can't get back up. No. I got to bounce back. That's right. This week... Because you're 0-2. I'm (laughs) 0-2. Yes,
1: I'm 0-2. Again... Another segment that has to keep track, but
2: I, I don't keep track of Matt tank stats, you know? No, uh, well, my stats are just facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making any prediction, though. But I do keep track of my tank cast. Abysmal.
1: <laughs> this <laughs> It's be- pretty
2: easy to keep track because it's always O, yeah. o, and, o, something. o, o and something. oh <laughs> something, yeah, you just
1: count how many pods you've done. <laughs> This week I got Juju, Smith-Schuster, mm. against your boys. Yeah. Okay? Last week was Claypool's week. Juju only got five targets, grabbing four of them for like 28 yards. Uh, he had negative rush yards. Um, 2.8 points, you know. Not a, not a great week for the kid. But I think the Cleveland game going to be a shootout, man.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I think I'm it's really going to be high scoring. First time in years where I'm actually looking forward to it because we... We're gonna be in it, you know? Yeah. Like we for years it was like Cleveland goes and takes on Pittsburgh and it's just like, okay, like how how small can we keep the damage? You yeah, know?
1: who's gonna get hurt this game? Right, yeah. <laughs> like
2: this is coming from years of watch like I watched Antonio Brown return a punt and in the middle of it jump and kick my kicker <laughs> right in the fucking face. <laughs> Oh my God, Spencer Landing, never the same again. No, never the same again.
1: But I, th- I think he's gonna put up some numbers against Cleveland. Um, I think he's going for ninety-five yards and a tutty Okay, not quite a hundred, but if he goes over ninety-five, it still counts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure.
2: It's our rules. It's Hollywood's. It's Hollywood's world, and we're just living in it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's Hollywood Huncho. Hollywood Huncho. <laughs> Shit. Well, uh let's talk united by unis. Right. Let's why not. Why not? Now, some of you astute fans might have noticed that the Arizona Cardinals are wearing a black number 8 patch on uh the left side of their jersey this year. And I look, I did some digging, and I found out that it was actually uh it is actually for former player Larry Wilson who passed away earlier this month uh, at the age of 82 Um, the patch is obviously number eight in a black circle it's gonna be worn in the upper left just above the heart uh, and it's gonna last for the entire season now Wilson is a pretty remarkable guy he was a safety Uh, he played all 13 of his seasons with the then st. Louis Cardinals from 1960 all the way to 72 he was an eight-time NFL All-Star, five consecutive first-team All-Pro selections from 1966 to 1970, first Ballot Hall of Famer in 1978, and he never, ever played a postseason game in his career. Really? And, like, as good of a football player this guy this guy was, he was an even better person. So, uh, I guess they wanted to honor him with a statue in St. Louis outside Bush Stadium, uh, and right by their Stan Musial statue. They raised 80,000 bucks and then came towards him and said, uh, okay, we're ready to do this. Do you okay it? And he said, no, I don't want a statue. Give that money to the uh, to the children's hospital instead. Hmm. You know? And then uh, I guess there's a story of when he was a player, he broke both his hands in the same season and he just kept playing, wearing casts on both of them. Oh my God. Just fucking savage. loving guys. Savage. Yeah. As a DB. Man. Probably still picking shit off with those oh, cats yeah. on. Yeah. Do <laughs> Fuck. So Larry Wilson. That's what the number eight patch is for. Hmm. Uh, this weekend you can look for the Browns to finally debut their white jerseys against the Steelers. Uh, not sure what pants are going to pair with it. I'm hoping for the Brown. But white or orange would work too. Uh, but either way, you know it's going to look sharp. All white, would I think, would be sick. Yeah. A little bit icy. <laughs> 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 the icy whites. Speaking of sharp and icy whites, the 49ers will be wearing their all-white color rush throwbacks mm. this Sunday night against the uh, at home against the Rams. They're clean. They're crisp. And uh, let's, let's talk about those Niner uniforms and the history of them. So in 1946 all the way to 1967, the logo was actually a 49er gold miner who's firing two pistols. The logo was taken from a design scene on the side of a railway freight car. And then in 1968, that's when they introduced the intertwined SNF that we know now, which has gone undergone a couple alterations through the years, but it's kind of remained true. Um, but actually in 1991, the 49ers tried to do a whole team revamp and their logo was just going to be the number four, nine, and then ers after. What? Terrible. And it lasted for a week. And fans were so pissed off that they had to revert back to the old one and they haven't moved since so in 1960 1946 19 uh, all the way to 1950 the team's colors were actually red and silver Hmm. and then it was in 1951 they started to play with gold and then in 1964 the gold became a permanent uh, color uh, to their palette and that's kind of where we got the familiar uniforms that we see today they wore those all the way up till 1994 And they kept uh, these new ones where they introduced the color black into the scheme around the logo and they did the drop shadow on the numbers. Uh, They held on to those all the way until 2008 uh, with slight variations. They even had the logo on the sleeve. And then in 2009, they went kind of back to the ones they had in 1964, a little bit updated. And at first, their alternate jersey was the all black number uh, that was kind of made famous when Colin Kaepernick played for the team. And they've since changed that to uh, the all-white number that we were talking about. But honestly, San Francisco has one of the best. They're nice. Best unis in the league. Like, Just such a nice color combo. I think the gold and the red is just sharp. You know you know what it do, baby. Dion knows. We know. Listeners know. Irvin knows. Look good. Look good. Big, big, big. baby and that was united by unis this week thanks to uh to andy for the uh niners tip put me on that put me on that oh tip. really put you oh, on yeah. that trail you know well when you got when guys are loyal to the to Faithful the unis listeners. yeah well and like especially to that segment i know
1: it's, it's got a cult following
2: yeah <laughs> at least it's got a following just grateful <laughs>
4: Baby.
1: (laughs) Love it. Oh, man. The milk carton minute. It, uh... It's tough having to go to the grocery store all the time, you know? But, I was watching a Crafty Panda video on Facebook, and some guy said that it's pretty easy to try and make your own butter. How... More perfect is this for a guy like me who peruses the dairy aisle quite a bit. (laughs) You live in it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Big dairy guy. And uh, taking a look at the milk cartons, obviously there's, you know, people are missing. Sadly. And and this guy is a guy we've touched on earlier in the pod. Um, It's a bit of an easy pick, but you know... Like, you gotta, you gotta hear me out on this one. And it's, it's Le'Veon Bell.
2: Okay. I don't mind it, He's
1: so missing, he doesn't even have a team to go back home to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, it's, it just, the pod just writes itself. Yeah. You know, like. But, like I said, you know, I, I I think it might be an easy pick considering he's on my roster. Right? (laughs) But, um. You know, take that not as a slight on my effort into the pod. <laughs> take it as a slight on my ability to draft a fantasy football team. So, you know, it's uh, it's a tough one for the kid out here. The last milk carton minute was on my team too, AJ yeah, Green.
2: Yeah, that's right. Is he still on your team? Uh, at the moment, <laughs> I think. I
1: don't know. I might have
2: uh, dropped him. Goddamn. Well, I think the good news is for people that are missing Le'Veon like you... Is that like you will wait it out? You yeah. know? we'll wait for you, um, and we'll get we'll be here for you, you know. And no one knows that more than our boy Soy.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm here, I'm waiting for you. What on an N8, on an N9, an 10 what on an what on an what on. 14,
1: 14, oh 15, yeah, 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 I love you. <laughs> oh man, waiting
2: for you, Lev.
1: <laughs> oh man, we are waiting for love, and you know what? Honestly, it would be sick if he obviously lands with the team and can Flourishes, help. Yeah. Fantasy players, mm-hmm. but is it gonna happen? I have my I have my doubts.
2: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. A lot floating out there. Well, um, we were talking with Feldy earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Back in Calgary, Feldy, out of the nation's capital. Yeah,
1: Calgary, Feldy,
2: and it was nice when we chatted because we both had uh, consensus feel good for for his segment this week for mm-hmm. Feldy's feel good, and it's none other than Alex Smith.
1: Oh, you got to give it to him. Got
2: to give it to him. Oh my goodness. Watching that was amazing. That was crazy. The guy missed two full seasons, 693 days since his injury. Uh, There was a life-threatening infection. There was talk of amputation. And he underwent 17 surgeries. Fuck. Which is just wild. I mean, like, I I was saying that Gordo and, and Feldy the one thing that that whole scene missed was fans
4: totally if anything
2: deserved a standing ovation from 80,000 people it was that yeah. you know and like you got to admire this guy's perseverance his dedication um and you can tell when they panned over in the uh, in the stands to his wife and his kids how much they were invested in this comeback as well
4: absolutely
2: you know they were the, j- there for every step of the journey with him and you know there were scenes when he was um coming doing his rehab of him playing with his kids and like he's wearing a full leg sleeve and brace and stuff it's just you know if you don't if you don't get emotional and you don't you know if that doesn't hit you right in the feels i don't know how well <laughs> you know honestly like it's yeah. a perfect recipe for tears. Sports, totally. sports and adversity comeback and comeback, you know? And I think the biggest thing is, uh, as we look on Dax injury too, you got to look at somebody like Smith who who never gave up, <laughs> persevered through everything, and there's that saying, uh, minor setback for a major comeback, mm-hmm. you know? So you, you hope it happens with Dax, but for Alex Smith to get out there. And honestly, like, it wasn't a fucking walk in the park. He's playing the goddamn Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Aaron Donald breathing down his neck.
1: Totally, and Aaron Donald does not give a fuck. No,
2: no, exactly. And he took a few <laughs> licks. Yeah, popped up every time. It was it was it was awesome to see. The stats weren't there, but fuck, at that point, who cares?
1: Yeah, who's starting
2: this week? I th- I think it might be Smith. Really, I think it might be. I don't know. Is, uh, oh yeah, Allen was allowed to come back. And I think mm. that's the thing that says he cleared concussion protocol and Ron Rivera kept Smith in. He didn't put Allen back into the game, even mm. though he was
1: available. So, yeah, I think Kyle Allen might be starting, though.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll take a wait and see approach. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So that was Feldy's feel good, but you know what, Gord? We talked about minimal segments. I'm adding a segment. Let's go into Marty's feel good because <laughs> it has been almost an hour into the epi. We have not talked about the four and one Cleveland Browns. Oh. Marty's feel good, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo! Now I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. I know this. I, I not I'm a... counting
1: your poultry before it's incubated. <laughs> okay,
2: thanks. thanks. No, it should be region now, not region adjective. Okay, well, I'm just saying
1: it shouldn't. Okay, the name does not make sense. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. Well, these Browns, I know, like I know not to put too much faith in. Like things could come crashing down very fast. These are the Browns, but we are four and one. The last time the Browns were four and one was 1994. Our head coach was Bill Belichick, and Nick Saban was our defensive coordinator. What could have been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Browns, man. I'm, it's nice to finally have like a team that's in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. expect wins, but it's nice to know. Like, going into that game against Indianapolis, it wasn't going to be like okay, like see if we can hang with them for how long, and then we'll lose the lead. It's like we have a legit shot at,
4: at beating these guys, right? Yeah. So,
2: and it's nice to as I mentioned earlier, going into Steelers Week and actually. You know, I think it's going to be a game. I think it might be a great game, so I'm looking forward to it. But those Browns, they've scored 30-plus points in four straight games for the first time since 1968. What? And they did that seven straight times in that year. And this is the most important stat. Baker Mayfield has now surpassed Ben Roethlisberger as the winningest active quarterback at First Energy Stadium. Okay. Think about that.
1: Oh, at their own stadium, the
2: Cleveland Browns Stadium. He finally passed Ben Roethlisberger as the winningest active quarterback. (sighs) That is so sad. But I'm so happy that we can stop talking about that stupid stat. Now. <laughs> I don't think there's that many people talking about it. <laughs> no, honestly, every time you play the Steelers, you always see some fucking idiot uh, Cleveland mm. journalist say like, well, here comes the most winningest quarterback in first energy field history, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> fucking Ben. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he uh, he's played there lots
2: and beat them lots, man it's true you know but i think i think it's going to be a really good game yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm hope i'm kind of hoping that they push it back right now it's an 11 a.m start time but mm. you look at the three afternoon games and they don't look as good so i'm kind of hoping we get the bounce but yeah. we'll see there's been there's been enough schedule shifting so it's all over the maybe place. the nfl will leave it as is yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah so that was marty's feel good I like marble, it. marble mouth, Marty's. Marble mouth, Marty's,
3: Fucking
1: Leahy. Oh, uh- well. What are we hitting
2: next? We got the no frills. <laughs> are we no cruising name. back to the grocery store? Well. You live there, man. I think you're paying. You're paying them rent. All the ins
1: collecting. <laughs> the lady knows I don't need bags. You know they always ask. But that's the thing about no frills in superstores. You got to bag your own stuff. I'm yeah. not down with that. You know? Yeah, I hate doing that. Oh, it's it. terrible. Yeah. And they just fucking psh, just chuck the bag. Oh,
2: and the, and you're the shit you're buying, man. Just fucking hucking it down yeah. there. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, pumping it through, man, assembly line. But. The no frills, no namer this week. He's uh, he had he had quite the week, and I think Maddie uh, Maddie knew who the no no frills no namer was. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And it's Travis Fulgham.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Travis Fulgham, uh, wide receiver for the Eagles. They played Pittsburgh this week. It was a pretty pretty actually good game, high scoring. Um, and Mister Travis, thirteen targets, ten receptions. A hundred and fifty-two yards, one receiving tutty, and twenty-five point two points for the boys. Fuck. Nobody's starting him. Helping nobody. No,
2: no one's starting him. But I mean, like, can you blame him?
1: No, can't blame him.
2: Don't know who this guy is, but that's kind of the the mo with the Eagles. Yeah, they don't. They, they didn't address that that position in the draft very well.
1: No, dra- He was drafted in the sixth round in twenty nineteen. Uh, bounced around a few practice squads, originally drafted by the Lions, uh, got released by the Lions, uh, picked up by Green Bay and then let go by Green Bay 10 days later and then got picked up by Philly, just got activated to the roster two weeks
2: ago. Yeah. Time will tell to see if this guy can actually keep doing it. I I know they've got Deshaun Jackson coming back. They've got, uh, um, what's his face? Alshon Jeffrey coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it might not be much room. But... Who knows? And you always got former Houston quarterback, Houston co- in college, Houston uh, quarterback Greg Ward. Yeah. Hanging out out there. But it always begs a question like, Travis Fulgam? F- Travis Fulgham? <laughs> like, you don't know these guys. <laughs>
1: So home, home. <laughs> The Who. I went and saw the Who with my dad. Oh nice. And we got fucking loaded. <laughs> he was mixing me drinks and it was like Coke just for color. And yeah. uh we were walking up the street at the old rexall Hall, you know where the uh, the school buses used to park to so yes. pick people up? Yes, yes, yes. Graham's fucking opening the doors, hey guys, you wanna give us a ride home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 18, maybe 19. Fuck, it was funny. Good uh, oh, good time,
2: though. That is good. Oh, baby. Well? I got a little bit of... Uh, a little bit a of stats for us? A few stats for you guys. But, uh, yeah. It was fun putting together this week, actually. We're jumping into uh, Matt's dank stats. The AFC North boasts three teams with at least four wins. Since the NFL went to eight divisions in '02. 2 there had been two other instances where a division had three four-win teams through the first five weeks of the season. The 2008 NFC East and the 2002 AFC West. Only four quarterbacks have an undefeated record with multiple wins against Tom Brady. Nick Foles is 2-0. Cam Newton, 2-0. Brian Greasy, 2-0. <laughs> and Jake Plummer, 3-0. Really? <laughs> yeah. The Jaguars are the first team in NFL history to lose three straight games in a season, all against winless teams. Oh no! <laughs> mania, <Minchumania>, baby! mania. <Minchumania. laughs> okay, um, Sean McVay, in the Sean McVay area era since 2017, the Rams are 28 and 0 when leading at halftime. <laughs> Not Brad. Pretty good. Not Brad. <laughs> Ten players have had more receiving yards in a game this season than Eagles' tight end, Zach Ertz. He has uh, five games uh, combined, 145 yards. (laughs) That's it. Not getting used. Brutal. The Steelers are 4-0 for the first time since 1979. Each of the last two times Pittsburgh started 4-0, they went on to win the Super Bowl, 1979 and 1978. A.J. Green and T. Higgins have combined for 19 deep ball targets. Green 10 and Higgins 9. On those targets, they've combined for zero catches. (laughs) Imagine that. Like with the numbers Joe Burrow's putting up, and he was one of the best deep ball passers in college football, there is a lot of room to grow. Yeah. If they catch those, Joey B. Yeah, he gone zone. There you go. Okay, Derrick Henry's high school resume. Listen to this 40 straight 100 yard games. He never ran for under 100 yards. He averaged 250 plus rushing yards. He ran for 502 yards in a single game. What? (laughs) Averaged 9.2 yards as as a carry as a senior. He had 12,000 career rushing yards and 153 career touchdowns in high school.
1: Holy (laughs) fuck.
2: The Titans improved to 4-0 with their 42-16 win over the Bills. Tennessee has scored 122 points a season, their most in their first four games of a season in team history. Their previous high was 121 when they were the Oilers in 89. The Saints and Chargers on Monday night. Oh my goodness. Lots of stats from that game. It was the first time a team won on Monday night after trailing by 7-plus points in the final minute of regulation since the Cowboys defeated the Bills 25-24 in Week 5 of 2007. The Saints trail by as many as 17 points in their overtime win against the Chargers. There are four, they are the fourth team to overcome 17-point deficit on Monday Night Football since 2010. Three of those four comeback wins have been against the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Tough look. San Diego, LA. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees now has 13 career overtime wins as a starting quarterback, breaking a tie with Tom Brady for the most since OT was first instituted in the regular season in 1974. Entering play, Drew Brees was 1-48, and including the playoffs, when falling behind by at least 17 points in a game of his career. At 22 years and 216 days old, Justin Herbert is the youngest quarterback with four t- passing touchdowns in Monday Night Football history. He's also the first rookie to ever do it. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Dan Marino are the only other quarterbacks, 23 or younger, with four pass touchdowns on a Monday Night game. Crazy. Not bad company to no, have. No,
1: man. Justin Herbert. Oh, He's good, man. He is
2: good. Now, I mentioned earlier, Gord, I do have a milestone. <laughs> Marty's milestone this week, a sub-segment. Is going to Todd Gurley, who joins a group of Hall of Famers who scored 75 touchdowns before turning the age 27. Randy Moss, Emmitt Smith, Jim Brown, and LaDainian Tomlinson. I saw that. And (laughs) I know we talked about reducing the segments. I'm adding a second (laughs) (laughs) sub-segment to Matt Stank's stats. (laughs) And it's called the one-hitter stat of the week. And this one, the the premise with this sub-segment, Gord, I know, Huncho, you're wondering, is I kind of got inspiration from the Romanian rascal last week <laughs> when he asked us a hockey question. Mm. And the one hitter is going to be a stat from any sport, football or any sport, Okay, that's just kind of like, holy fuck. All right. This one, we go to baseball. Okay. Pitcher Garrett Cole. His contract is valued at 324000000 million. They're playing the Rays. The Rays' payroll in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, and 2016 was $303 million. Oh my god. Are you kidding? And the Rays are crushing them. Yeah, man. They're good. They're good. Fuck me. That's Crazy. wild. Hmm.
1: And that... It was Matt Stats. All right. All right. Garrett Cole getting that left
2: bell money. Get that left bell money. <laughs> Get that left bell money. Well, my favorite segment of the week. Time to jump into the grinder.
1: It's funny you say you talk about grind mode. I was actually at Home Depot and I got a welding helmet with grind mode on it. Alright. Oh, fuck. So that's so you can weld and then you'd flip it to grind mode and then you can grind leaving the helmet on your face.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that's what YG was talking about.
1: <laughs> or maybe it was
2: two chains.
1: It might have been two chains. But you know who else I saw? at home depot was mr calvin ridley
2: oh yes there. oh, my oh God.
1: he put on a workhorse show and and he had a goose egg last week yeah he zero did. yeah he did he gave Four. nothing but my boy grabbed his hard hat his tool belt steel toes his home depot credit card <laughs> yeah and went to work 10 targets 8 receptions 136 yards no tutty And, uh, you know, Atlanta's still lost, but
2: eh, it's not that blue-collar guy's fault. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. He put in a work day. He does put in that work day. And you know what I was thinking? Like, no matter if you're... You consider yourself a grinder or a hard worker or whatever, when you get to that part of the day where you've been grinding away, chiseling away, and you get to that, like, within 30 minutes of quitting hour... You know, uh-huh. fifteen minutes away from quitting hour. Even if you're a grinder, you're still count down the minutes to get to the end of the day. So you can get home, nice home cooked meal maybe. <laughs> you know, you want you wanna you put you know you put in a good day's work, you've earned your time off. So you're you're doing a little bit of a countdown waiting for that to come.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. Ten nine. Seven six. Five four three two one.
1: Count down the minutes. Count down the minutes. Count down the minutes so you can fucking punch out, (laughs) slide down the brontosaurus, and go bowling with your buddy.
2: Okay, well, let's jump into the fearless forecast and the fearless tank cast. Our favorite section.
1: <laughs> fuck.
2: It's straight voodoo, man.
1: I know it's it's honestly it's terrible. It's terrible. We we just keep you know asking for more. Yeah, asking for more punishment. for punishment. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, who'd you have last week in the tank cast? Oh
2: God. Okay, last week. Holy fuck. At quarterback, I had Derek Carr against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Who balled oh oh, man! Last week, <laughs> I predicted that Carr would have under 230 yards passing and only one touchdown. I even was so bold as to say that he'd have. He would not go over 15 fantasy points.
4: Holy f- It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. It's pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not this time. It never happened. It's false. It never happened. It's a fake. It's fiction. It's an urban legend that never happened. No way. We got you. Not a chance.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Carr actually went off. <laughs>
1: yeah, he did have a great week.
2: Uh, in a massive win, divisional matchup against the Chiefs, he threw for three forty-seven, three touchdowns, and posted twenty-eight fantasy points. Oh my god!
0: Starts with an S. So swim, swami, S- <laughs> slippy, slappy, swimming salmon, Simmons swans, Swanson, Swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah. It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S,
2: though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I was way off. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, (laughs) at tight end, I had Austin Hooper against the Colts. Uh, I said that Hooper would be held to under 25 yards. No scores against those Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he was actually held out of the end zone, so I got that right. But he ended up doubling my prediction, getting 57 yards, his best performance of the season. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> so I went yeah. 0 for 2, and my record this year is 0 for 4. 0 and yeah. 4.
1: Yeah. Well, I got a controversial fearless <laughs> that we got to discuss. But my first one, Kareem Hunt, I said he'd go over. <laughs> this is pretty zealous. Over a hundred rush yards, one rush tuddy, um, thirty receiving yards, and a receiving tuddy. Well, he got seventy-two rush yards, uh, twenty-one receiving yards, and one receiving tuddy. So I got one out of four <laughs> <laughs> parts, right? Which is a loss. A loss. <laughs> um, but Adam Thielen, I said he was going over one hundred and twenty. With one touchdown. Now, Matt, he went 80 receiving yards with two touchdowns.
2: Okay. 40 40 yards less? Are
1: we going to let that override the yardage?
2: Yes. I think touchdown trumps yardage. I think I would give that one to you. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, double double the touchdowns you said. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, So that's
2: a win. That's right. You were right
4: this story is true yes it is you're right it's fact yes yes a similar event did take place right. <laughs> you were right our research found a published report of a similar story yes it was a similar story happened to a young man in the pacific northwest about 20 years ago it... oh my God.
1: <laughs> a similar story <laughs> Good job! Oh, so man. So what does that
2: put your, your record
4: at?
1: Uh, One and three. Taking a commanding lead. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. One oh, and, and four? Three. I'll
2: never see the win column.
1: One and three. uh, Pretty similar to my 40 record. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're consistent. Yeah. Oh, man. But this week, I'm going a little off the map here. All right? Okay. I'm going Kirk Cousins against Atlanta. Well oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that, especially against Atlanta. Atlanta has no identity right now. Should be easy for the Pickens. Yeah. Um and again I think it's gonna be a bit of a high scoring game. But I don't know. I'm thinking like
2: <laughs> Are you making this up as you go? No, I'm
1: just <laughs> I'm 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 retracting my my guess oh, okay. because I'm just so nervous about losing all the time. <laughs> um, I think he's going to go for 280 yards, two tutties, and 20 rush yards.
2: Okay. How many rush yards?
1: I didn't write it down. Oh. That one was off the cuff. For Kirk. Yeah, for oh, Kirk.
2: Fuck, bold.
1: Small. <laughs> I got to get something in there. True. Because 280 and two tutties are very attainable. Yes. Need the rush yards. Tight end John U Smith, um, looking good. Had a good, good, good game last game. And uh, if AJ Brown's still out, no, he played last game. Did he play la- oh, yeah, he played last? Yeah, I was
2: worried that he was still hurt and that the game wouldn't play, so I left him on my bench. He got a touchdown and accumulated several other yards. <laughs> Would have really helped me beat Nigel this week, but he was on my bench. It happens. It happens.
3: Bye.
0: <laughs>
1: Um you know, he's he's lucky that Charles Charleston hasn't caught up with him, the COVID police. <laughs> but Charlie. Um yeah, I think he's going over seventy five yards and one tuddy, Reasonable.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got he yeah. got
1: two last last game. Yeah. But it was like at about forty three yards or something, like that. yeah, so and the, get, I think he's going for a few more yards.
2: Yeah, That's and fine. the la- the second one was just garbage time. Like exactly. there was a question was was Tannehill even over the line of scrimmage <laughs> when he tossed it? Like it sure looked like it on TV, but yeah. it somehow stood up. So yeah, um, this week in the tank, I have wide receivers and running backs. At wide receiver, I went with DJ Moore against the Chicago Bears. Moore had a great week last week, but I would temper expectations coming into this matchup with the Monsters of the Midway. This D has been significantly better against uh, defending the pass. They're only giving up 6.4 yards allowed per attempt, which is 4th lowest. Then they are against the run, uh, which is 4.4 yards allowed, and that falls into 16th in the league. Uh, In fact, they've given up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Plus, you add in Robbie Anderson and the way he's playing and his repertoire, his uh, rapport—not repertoire—rapport <laughs> with uh, with Teddy B. Uh, I think that Moore will have a bit of a down week, so I'm saying under 60 yards, no scores. All right. At running back, I've got Mark Ingram II against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is a very muddled backfield in Baltimore, while well, splitting time with Gus the Mini Bust and J.K. Dobbins. Last week he only carried the rock eleven times, and that was actually his season high. Um, so he's he's very touchdown dependent. If you are starting them, starting him, which you probably will have to because of injuries and totally. COVID and all that and shit, buys. and buys
1: lots of guys on buys. Yeah, this yeah.
2: Week. So uh, you know, at the moment, it's it's tough to trust him. I understand if you do, even against the middle of the pack Eagles uh, D. Uh, I think. Uh, Ingram's only going to have uh, Under 40 yards No scores hmm. And th- that's the tank of the that's week the Hopefully I get a win Who knows <laughs> It's Who knows? tough
1: man Wins are tough to come by. Maybe if you
2: have Ingram And you've got DJ Moore I and start him And watch him just pop off
1: I would start him Yeah Maybe start Arcegia Whiteside
2: Maybe fiega? Fulgham <laughs> Fulgham <chem. laughs> I think it's just Fulgham Smithers. <laughs> Fuck Okay, buds and duds. I've oh, got the buds of the week. Get him, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the San Francisco 49ers, at quarterback. Who is out on the wire right now. Oh, just hanging out there. Hanging out there. You know? Guys might have lost Dak this week. <laughs> hanging. <laughs> File this one under the amazing section of Fitzmagic's fascinating career. Days after his coach publicly, publicly mulled a change under center... Fitz whips it out and throws for 350, three touchdowns and no picks. What a performance on the road against a formidable Niners team. Next up, he's got a date with the Jets. So look for the magic to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Great waiver wire grab. Another guy who might be on some wires at wide receiver, Chase Claypool. We talked about it last week. Against the Eagles, 39 points. Uh We've mentioned it before on the podcast, giving you the fantasy stats, (laughs) updates, and picks each week, that this is a perfect example of opportunity meeting talent. Deontay Johnson goes down early in that game, and Claypool goes off. Seven catches, 110 yards, three touchdowns, and then he got another one on the ground for good measure. At running back... Meow. Here you go, Kellen. Todd Gurley against the Carolina Panthers. Had a week, man. 25 points, highest amongst all running backs. He rushed 14 times, 121 yards, a touchdown against the Panthers. He got the day started with a 35-yard touchdown that required nothing but a sprint directly up the middle, uh, which is good because he could still run at top speed. But Gurley, those pesky lateral movements uh, can sometimes be an issue. Uh, Nonetheless, the vet led all running backs in fantasy. Uh, He's got a couple appetizing matchups actually coming up against the Vikings and the Lions. And at tight end, (laughs) Travis Kelsey against the Las Vegas Raiders. 20 points. Finally went off. Kelsey was the only tight end in week five with over 100 yards receiving. (coughs) With 108 and a touchdown. It was the first time this season that Travis Kelsey has gone over the century mark in a game. (coughs) He had a whopping 12 targets and caught eight of them in the loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. And those are the buds of the week.
1: I can tell your uh, dismay
2: on the last position there. Equal love. I love love all... all Let's get this out of the way. I don't hate the tight end position. I hate the tight end position in fantasy. There are literally six that you can trust.
1: Yeah. And you can't even. No. Kittle didn't have a good week last week. No.
2: Exactly. It's you know, hit
1: and miss, man. You gotta be got to on it. You gotta have that hit, crystal ball. Yeah, hit
2: and miss. Okay, and then the argument is, well, you should have accounted for that and drafted them early. Uh, I'd much rather spend my sixth round pick on a guy like... You know, unfortunately, got hurt. Dak Prescott, then Tyler Higby. Sorry, yeah, totally. you know, that's uh, just the way it is. Or, or you want to, con- or Ertz, or whoever. You know, I don't hate the position. I think it's. I, I don't want to get rid of it in fantasy. Well, I you want to expand you it. You can't just abolish the whole. No, you title. can't. And it's important in real football. Tight end is very important, and it's fun to watch them block and catch and all that shit. But I'm just saying, Travis Kelsey. Out of all the tight ends in the whole league, he's the only one that goes for over 100?
1: You guys, you're getting blocking assignments, man. Okay, sweet.
3: sweet.
2: <laughs> Blocks don't count for points on my fantasy team. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the Triple F and next year, Gordon will just toss it in and not say anything. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mentioned that in a text. Oh, did I not? Oops, sorry. My bad. <laughs>
1: Judge, jury, and executioner, buddy. Well, duds of the Week. I switched up my order this week. I just put them randomly. <laughs> just thought I'd change things up. The
2: inner workings of Huncho's computer paper.
1: <laughs> Wide receiver. Amari Cooper. First the Giants. In a high scoring game. Um, obviously Dak went out early with an injury. But Dalton was throwing the ball not bad. Um I think give him another week and he'll be in the system okay and yeah. getting first team reps and stuff. I I don't think Dallas is gonna be that bad.
2: No, I don't think the they'll they'll skip a beat. No. You know what I mean? Like Dalton It's not is, like they've
1: been that good. No, but exactly. they, they played okay on
2: Dak's on been has perfi- been amazing for sure. Oh yeah. Um but Dalton, you know, his post rifle. his postseason record aside He's, he's done it in the league before sporadically, Yeah, uh, totally. but he, he has a capability for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, Amari Cooper didn't benefit obviously that game, uh, 2.1 points, uh, two receptions for 23 yards. And then he had negative two rush yards, um, tight end, Zach Ertz, mm. a guy that was drafted early. Yeah. How'd he do Um, it? Not very good. Six <laughs> targets, one reception for Ooh. six yards, 0. 0.6 points. Mm,
2: Kellen, you're a numbers guy. <laughs>
1: That's not good numbers. No,
2: it isn't. It isn't.
1: Running back Antonio Gibson versus the Rams, five point ten points. Not bad, but not great. Twenty seven rush yards, um, five targets, five receptions, uh, twenty four yards. I
2: find it pretty interesting with Washington football team that they that they. Don't give Gibson more of a role. Yeah, like they—they've got this weird affinity with uh, McKissick. Yeah, he's getting a lot of the rock. Not Peyton Barber. You haven't heard from him in a bit. No. But McKissick, like this is a guy that was—I don't even think he was on a roster last year.
1: No, I, he got dropped from Seattle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Give Give Gibson the
3: rock.
2: Gibson's man. a guys, weapon. Guys man. are
1: starting him. So.
2: Yeah, he played everything in college: wide receiver, running back, wildcat. Did everything. Yeah. <coughs> Swiss Army, like my boy, Rexy. Or Brian Westbrook, number 36. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: quarterback this week, Jimmy G. Um, left halfway through the game, whether it was because he got pulled or whether it was because of injury.
2: It was pull. It was pull. <laughs>
1: uh, 77 pass yards, two interceptions. Um, you know, Shanahan's obviously saying he's playing hurt, right? Yes. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. he got one point. Yeah, I mean, like, when you've got that much invested in a guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you're obviously going to say the right things, but, yeah, that's a real, real, real tough look at one point. Tough Jimmy one. G, Jimmy tough G, one.
1: And that was the Duds.
2: Those are the Duds. Well, let's quickly touch on the leagues. Um, you have a preference? Where we attack? You want to take the 40? Yeah, we can do the 40. Okay. Um,
1: matchups last week in the 40. Oh, just uh, getting Teddy to pull it up here.
2: <laughs> Help him out, Bong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intern, get to work. Yeah. He's um, too busy getting coffee and donuts for it. For to... <laughs> More like joints and beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Burbs.
1: <laughs> um, Strathcona Coronas beat the Linwood Butt Pirates uh, 128 to 99. Strathcona's in fourth. Butt Pirates are in 11th. Uh, the Scoundrels beat the Vices, tight one, 117.5 uh, to 116.16. That hurts, Johnny. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. Scoundrels stay in first. Uh, the Vices <laughs> are in 10th. The Sweatpant Bonaire's beat the Cowtown killers, 99 to 79. On that
2: Cialis.
1: Yeah, on that Cialis. Um, the Boners ride in 6th. Killers are in 5th. The Downtown Degenerates had a win against Careless Wimper, 119-109. Uh, the Degenerates in second. Wimper's actually sitting third. Yeah, Degenerates only one loss on the year. Yeah, not playing well, playing well. Uh, region Noun um, <laughs> beat Beverly Blazers 89-73. to 73. Uh, Maddie obviously with some injury woes that he voiced on Sunday.
2: Yeah, also uh, some mismanagement roster wise. But it is what it is, Nigel. Congrats yeah. on the win. And
1: uh the hard hats lost to Kitten Boy pretty handily, one twenty to seventy six. My team is in the dumps, don't know what I'm gonna do
2: about it. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Look at
1: us. I sit in ninth and
2: kitten boy is in eighth. Jesus Christ. Well, a few things we need to know about the uh forty. Uh, let's let's switch things up a little bit and uh, talk about uh, well no let's keep it status quo uh, the the longest winning streak obviously belongs to the East Lake Scoundrels 5-0 and uh, have not dropped a game this season pure class of the league yeah they're 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 on a streak <laughs> Good job, Scotty. Uh, I'd love to know the subscription you're paying into to tell you all of these moves that you're doing. <laughs> uh, so keep me posted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Let, us know. Let us know. Longest Losing Streak belongs to Johnny and his Valley View Vices with three in a row. He will be looking to right the ship against uh, Huncho's Boys, Huncho's Hard Hats
1: this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, I played Johnny in both leagues this week. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually, Johnny... Speaking of our boy, he leads the league with 23 transactions. You are second with 17. Expect these numbers to rise, obviously, with the change in the transaction date this week, um, which will be processed later on tonight. All right, let's jump into the Triple F. And looking at this week's matchups, we will start with Johnny, because since we're talking about him, he won a tight one against Nine versus Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Marble Mouth. Nine Rivers and Counting. Uh 98 to 95. Um, that moves Johnny into seventh. Nine Rivers is in second comfortably. Uh, the Bellreve Bulldogs, Brad Cass, just flopping it out. 180 points. Yeah, how do we massive week? He sits in first. He beat the Isle Wild Waps. 118. Uh, crushed them. Uh, Robbie took out his boy, Mapletron. The last place team in the league, 145 to 89. River City Rough Riders sit in fifth. Mapletron is in twelfth. Still looking for their first win. The Banyas lost a close one. Well, no, not really. One fourteen to seventy-four. Sorry, C-rob. Uh I pity the Fools crushed you. Uh, uh he is now in 11th place. The Banyas are in ninth. The Rundle Ramosas in the tightest matchup of the week, clearly. Uh, they beat the Grosvenor Gluttons and Bakey 144.14 to 143.98. Real yeah, tight. Real tight. Came down to the OT in uh, the Chargers Saints it. game. And then the last matchup of the week, my Old Town Tokes pulled one out against Stu and his Trouser Snakes 121 to 103. Uh, I'm sitting at eighth in that league, and Stu is sitting in third. The longest winning streak belongs to Bradley and his Bell Reeve Bulldogs, three straight with a matchup against the Banyas next on tap. The longest losing streak belongs obviously to Graham who sits at 0-4. He is in full roster overturn mode, making two significant trades this past week. Time will tell if they pay off or if they work out. The trade details include uh, Graham is receiving Henderson, uh From the Rams, Beasley, Baker Mayfield, and a sixth rounder for Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, and a 15th, going Mm. to Robbie. Looks pretty one-sided, I guess time will tell, but boy, Robbie came away a thief in the night with that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then his other trade, he received uh, Rex Burkhead and a third rounder for Todd Gurley and a 14th from the Grosvenor Gluttons. I'm I'm more okay with that one. Yeah, that one's not bad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And in the Triple F, Gord leads the league and moves with 11. Clark's hot on his tail with 10. Uh, Again, those numbers are going to change tonight when the waiver wires process and work their way through. So we'll see what happens (laughs) out there. Who's dropping that fab? Who's dropping fab? Yeah. That's the Triple F. All right. Well, is it story time? It is. It is, yeah. Um. I think
1: I got story time this week.
2: Yeah, that's right. I embarrassed myself talking about my sewing machine woes last week. (laughs) (laughs) Pillow Sham Greg. (laughs) Oh, I I love my sewing machine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he loves it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell the boys about the time I was on a sports trip down in Boston. And uh, me and the boys went down. We went to a Thursday night football game. It was unreal. Who was playing? uh patriots and the eagles decent yeah yeah it was a home opener it was sick wow so you got to take a bus from downtown boston where we were staying to foxborough which is about like 45 minutes away and uh we're trying to we're leaving and we can't find the bus me and my buddy cannot find the bus and there's a huge like vinyl wrapped girl on the side of the bus okay like like a girl in a bikini or whatever anyway we end up finding the bus and uh we're we're going back downtown boston and this place is fucking horse trails like the roads have no rhyme or reason at all like they're not blocks they're nothing you can't figure them out if you're in the state i'm in
3: yeah the boys are (laughs) having around
1: and we're we're asking Guys, because we wanted to get some fucking weed at the end of the night. We're all fucking, we're all fucked up. And this guy says, Yeah, don't worry, man. Kay, come with me. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, cool, whatever. So I go with this guy to this like super sketchy park. <laughs> Phone dies. Get the weed.
2: <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen?
1: And so I'm gone for like 20, 25 minutes, I would say. And i can't find my way back to the hotel because it's like i honestly i couldn't figure it out so i get a cab and i'm like man like take me to the barclay like that's where we were staying okay and he's like dude he's like it's literally right there he like points and i'm like just fucking drop me off outside please (laughs) i go upstairs and i'm rolling joints and my Tay and McCarroll come in. They're like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, what? I'm like, look at him. They're like, dude, you were gone for like an hour, man. We thought you were dead. We couldn't get a hold of you. We were like honestly ready to call the cops. And I was like,
3: fuck.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, but no, I was, yeah, I was fine. Still I was standing. Still standing. Fucking Elton John, man. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, man. Well... You don't go back to the hotel room and, uh, like, plug your phone in? <laughs>
1: oh, well, <laughs> no, I guess not, I don't know. They, yeah, they just, like, walked in, I was like, ah. oh, man. Well, episode 36, baby.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm glad we did it. Uh there is a bit of, it was it was rushed, I'm not going to lie. A little rushed. A little rushed, no, you no, know. No worries, like, just
1: cut 20 minutes off the time. That's true.
2: Uh, yeah, but in terms of like prepping, like yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a the boys. You know what? They just like to hear it. Yeah, of course they like to hear it. But it's a matter of do I have the time in my day to prep this? <laughs> Not everybody's on the Hollywood huncho schedule where you oh. sit down at six thirty. Dart in hand. Oh, okay. All <laughs> you
1: know?
2: right, all right. But don't worry. I keep getting told it's the dynamic. It's the <laughs> dynamic. that works. You know what? That just does. But you know what? Yeah. No, I'm happy it worked because next week we can't be here. Yeah, next um, week. We've got
1: to take a week off, but we'll be back. Yeah, totally. Episode so, episode 37 in two weeks. That's and, right. And uh, we'll see the boys then.
2: Yeah. Safe trips, Huncho. Okay.
1: And Thanks,
2: uh And... Long live the tight end and kicker position in fantasy. See you boys. Yeah Yeah yeah
0: yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. 41 42 43 44 45 48, body Forty nine, yeah, 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 Forty nine, yeah, 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 okay yeah, 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 hey yeah, 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 Kim no.